Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of E-Commerce Insights. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder and CEO of Wicked Reports, the world's leading marketing attribution platform for e-commerce, especially those doing lead generation. Today's episode struck me that we see some dramatic results with some people and some other ones do okay with marketing attribution and what separates those and what is going to drive the next $100 million e-com company. How's attribution going to play its part in that? Uh, we have a lot of brands in the in the 5 to $20 million range looking to scale and realizing data is part of that puzzle. And so this is especially dedicated to them, although it will help anyone trying to scale with attribution as one of their drivers. The first big thing for me, which I'll write on my interactive whiteboard in back of us, the first thing that's jumped out over and over again, and it shows with our, you know, like over a billion we've tracked in this particular model's revenue which isn't in the ad platforms. So that's how I know it to be effective. Well, first of all, if we're gonna the attribution part, the overall concept of it is cold traffic takes time to buy. And if a brand understands that, that's a start. If a brand understands that that impacts the data they look at, even better. And if they then strategically approach that as an advantage, using that knowledge that, hey, cold traffic takes time to buy. So when we're looking at this last impression, last click data in the ad platforms, that's the end of the journey. What do we need to know about earlier in the journey so we can spend where our competition has no clue and buy up all the leads that they don't even know are out there yet because they're acting on bad data and we're acting on smart data? That's a key driver. The first of all, how attribution plays on that, first of all, it's the recognition and acceptance <laughs> and agreement. Oh, yeah. People don't see my direct response ad, come buy my stuff and immediately drop what they're doing and shell out a hundred bucks. That doesn't happen a ton. When's the last time you were online, saw an ad for something you'd never seen before and immediately spent money on it? Now, I'm sure it does happen. I'm sure you have done it. Can you name a bunch of times you've done it in the past 30 days? <laughs> Probably not. I I don't know. Maybe I'm the weirdo here. I've never done it. <laughs> and the closest I came, I still obsess over the things. Peloton, I came close, and I ended up still agonizing over it for weeks because it was expensive. I ultimately did buy one. And that posture thing, uh, I don't even know what the hell, what the hell it's called now. This thing was gonna, you know, it's gonna tell when you were slouching and zap you with an app or something, just shock you. <laughs> I, I, that first ad was effective, but again, I still it took a long time till I bought that. So that's the first thing. Um, cold traffic takes time to buy. That is really solid penmanship for me. 
And then how you, so, okay, so you agree with this. Now, what do you do with it? Well, you establish a baseline of, based on your past data, how long it takes leads to buy if they don't buy on day zero. And then you look at the value of those leads over time based on mapping your actual sales back to those leads. Say, hey, how long until I can reasonably expect to double my money? And then using that benchmark, you have to double that time frame. And that's how long when you've spent time buying and acquiring leads, cold traffic, if you will, how long they're generally going to take to double in value. Because you need the period to acquire them. Then you need the period for them to double in value. So hopefully you have something that's um, going to have you know multiple purchases or recurring. Or you're going to sell them other stuff once they're already a customer. If it's a one and done, then you got to look at how long they just generally take to buy and become profitable in that time frame. And then you're, you're in a predicament though. It's getting more and more challenging. So attribution can drive this if it measures, if it can do a couple things, help you understand buying cycle and time to conversion. I guess that's kind of the same thing. Oh, first type, first spelling. Hey, that's not bad though. I'm starting to lose it though. Can you do that? Can it pinpoint when new lead gen is making all you a lot of money? That's a big thing. Because if normally the cold traffic campaigns show up as like a negative ROI or not that exciting, or they have leads that they show they acquire and they never show the value. Or in some cases, there's a limited duration where they'll show the value and they'll miss the leads that, first of all, they miss the leads that will convert after the 28-day window. That's one thing. But the bigger concern is even the leads that do convert, that how valuable did they end up being? Did they buy every month from you, every two weeks? Did they get on your subscriptions? Or did they just disappear? Did they are that were they bad customers? Did they return things? Did they blow up your support, ask for free stuff, and then bitch online to you know cause other people to hesitate? So the buying bad customers could be worse than buying no customers. So this cold traffic pinpoint where new leads are equal to money, that's a big driver. Huge. The second thing, not a lot of people talk about this one. It's another huge edge for those that get it is that cold traffic, meaning people, let's call cold traffic definition, people that aren't on your email list versus warm traffic, we'll call that people that are on your email list, not people that have hit one page on your website. Warm will be people that are on your email list. They're solidly warm, no dispute. They react to different offers or different approaches in general. Now, in some cases, it doesn't matter at all. I agree. But once someone's been on your email list, they, you know, they've already been hit up with what you thought of your best offers, something different might be what triggers them to buy. And the the e-commerce companies that can structure their offers differently based on cold versus warm, that can be a big difference. Or people that mirror in cuz the warm list or or people that converted 
and it was based on an email down the road that converted them from a paid ad that may have acquired them a while ago, that conversion, once they were warm, which was, you know, not right away, people, you know, again, the ad platforms are often showing just what's converting from a right away perspective, even though it's often not the case. But if you buy a lead and then they buy off a totally different vibe on email two months down the road, your attribution, the e-commerce companies that use attribution to reverse engineer that, even just those couple points, kill it, kill it. With Get Main Lobster with Mark, who does this? We've tracked 7 million that he's pulled in on lead gen and he's closed 11 million of email revenue. And this is a guy that, you know, is like a 10 million e-commerce brand, you know, over this time period of 11 million, he's done like 27, 28 million over that time period. So one out of, what is that? One out of 2.8, <laughs> brain locking up there, five out of 14. Okay, so about a little over one out of three, almost 40, it was just under 40%, and that's when I thought it was 40 and it wasn't. Then I was like, wait a minute, am I off my math? 37%, I think. I had a chance to do some calc. That's a lot of money <laughs> to, to make from a channel that, you know, when you're just looking at paid, well, you need paid to get the traffic in, to get on the list, that then the emails are going to convert. And hopefully the paid converts them also, great, but good old email closes the deal, like in Mark's case, 37% of the time. And when, when you're talking at a $10 million company, that's what, 3.7 million, 20 million, that's 7.4 million. You need to know how which emails closed which leads because it could be the leads you're getting off Pinterest love to buy off some Pinteresty type email, whatever that is. I'm not good at marketing. I just know how to track it. <laughs> Whereas someone that was really high search intent from Google just needs, just give me the damn deal. I don't want to hear about your life or anything. The Facebook leads, this is in Mark's case, I can say, like to sometimes hear about his life blended in with an offer and the homesy family vibe he's given off in the emails. So connecting those dots is a big edge. So I want to call this cold versus warm. Lead conversion to sale conversion, which this could be email. This might be paid, but could be email. And this could be lead paid. Writing's starting to go to crap. <laughs> That's all right. For the intel, still good, hopefully. And so think about all the emails you're sending, all the ads you're running, all the platforms. Um, just as an aside, you need auto-tagging. We auto-tag Google, we auto-tag Facebook, we auto-tag most email, we auto-tag organic. And we have a simple string for snap and pin. We do our best to make it easy for you to have accurate data. Because if you have more to do, more tagging, or, oh, you just manually this and manually that and manually that. I'm old school now. I've been doing attribution for 20,000 hours. I've calculated it. And the more I say, oh, well, you just have to, if there's a couple of ands in that statement, trouble is afoot at the circle K. And that reference just data me to Bill and Ted's, by the way. So we don't want auto tagging as an aside. 
But that's a big one for e-coms. I paid and then I emailed. So that's where the multi-touch is very valuable because you can say this touch that got them in and the touch that made them buy different platforms. And then the, the general characteristics of that journey from starting from paid, when you can say, hey, show me when the Facebook offer came in on the buy one, get one, and they didn't buy right away, what makes them buy? Which, and it might be email, might not be, but I mean, if let's just use email, often the case, one out of three, one out of more than three, 37%, what type of email is working? Because then when you go out to do more paid lead gen, you got to remember that and have those, the new leads of your future, got to get the old emails of the past that converted these other leads. You don't want to just send them some, you know, you want to stick with what works until it doesn't work and just scale it, scale it, scale it. And then when it doesn't work, then you move on. The third thing that these e-commerce are going to benefit from, and I know people are trying to make this move all over the place, Disney, Apple, Subscription LTV. Why everyone's moving to it? Why did Microsoft move to Office being LTV? I've been paying them seven bucks a month for Office since pff, I don't even know. I don't even remember. Seven bucks. Four years maybe. So I paid like almost four hundred dollars for Office and I'm forever gonna pay them because I still like Office. I use Google Sheets a ton, but I just like having Office just in case for Excel. Subscription LTV and so ecom everywhere. The companies that are doing the subscription LTV. We have people coming in now, supplement companies, food companies, cosmetics, everyone's getting figuring out a way to do subscription. They come in with like five, six hundred K a month in subscriptions. So then when they start buying new customers, that subscription, why the LTV is so important, you can spend more at the top and buy more. When you get these things figured out, then the LTV at the end keeps ratch every time they rebuild, attribution will tell you. Hey, remember those leads from four months ago? They're worth another hundred bucks a month. And it's like compound interest that you're earning. You're like a bank. It's like you're like this big, fat, profitable bank. And all these leads are now, when you're starting your month with hundreds of thousands in revenue, that compound interest that ups that ROI means you can just spend more and more and more and just dominate the market. Is because as long as the leads are still hitting your benchmarks and converting as fast as usual at the same value, you know, hey, in a couple months, they're now worth triple. And then that compound effect keeps happening. So if you're the media buyer or you're the agency doing this, you can go to your brand. Or if you work for the brand, you go to your boss, be like, hey, this month, you know that 500K we're billing? I found all that. And here's the proof. And you know what the boss is going to do? Not let you go. <laughs> You know what other brands are going to do? Want to pay you to do it for them. So subscription LTV, getting that dialed in is job security. Number one thing for job security, I'd say, because assuming you're buying good leads, <laughs> you can prove it every month. And then also, if you have a campaign that's buying leads that's trending positive, but isn't totally ROI positive, you can calm down a panicky boss that always wants immediate results by saying, hey, look, this half a million in subscription revenue that's billed this month was from me. And I got it from campaigns that took 20 days to get profitable as shown in this data. So can you just let me keep doing that, please? And ideally they will. I can't, I can't say attribution works miracles on crazy bosses, but it could help. It may help. <laughs> let me know if it does. Seems like it will. It work on me. That's for sure. 
These are the big three things. Let's review them briefly again. Understanding that cold traffic takes time to buy. Understanding at a level where you're willing to look at the data with that in mind. Second thing, cold versus warm traffic. Cold traffic, new lead conversions versus warm traffic, warm sale conversions via email or another channel. Connecting that and scaling that, keeping that in mind on all future lead gen, using what worked in the past. And then the third thing, subscription LTV. Getting subscription in place, critical, and then using the subscription data with your attribution, top of the funnel stuff, tying that together, off to the races, to $100 million glory, in my opinion. Hope this was helpful. E-commerce insights podcast. I'm Scott DeGrossier. Take it easy.